We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. My name is Jari Bolander. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. On this podcast, we're going to take a deep dive into the traits, values, beliefs, and skills of all sorts of entrepreneurs to learn how to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient world. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. I wanted to jump in quickly to let you know about the release of the audio version of my book, The Entrepreneur Ethos, narrated by David A. Knesser. If you want to support this show, you can buy it wherever audiobooks are sold. Links are also in the show notes. Now on to my guest for today, Claudius Taylor, CTO of Gambix. Claudius grew up aspiring to be a tech guru and keynote speaker because he is obsessed with watching and listening to CEOs talk about tech, especially TED Talks. He's currently CTO of Gambix, a platform for AI-driven web and marketing design, though he envisions building a company that eventually builds anything. He's also a music producer and musician and says that music, like building a business harnesses creativity, collaboration, and technology to create something from nothing. He sees the work of Gambix as harnessing AI to go beyond human limitations to help business owners expand their reach and scope quickly and easily. He ultimately hopes to be able to build a prototype for businesses to make it easier and cheaper for them to develop their products extremely fast. Claudius also shares one of his secret weapons, getting enough sleep. Now. Let's get better together. Claudius Taylor, welcome to the podcast. Jari, how are you? Thank you guys for having me on. Oh, yeah. No, no problem, man. No problem. Um, you know, it's just so fascinating. I'm like getting into this whole AI machine learning stuff. A friend of mine, Troy, is like doing this whole thing on it. He's going to start a podcast soon. I'm not going to um, <clears throat> give it away yet because he's still working on it. Um, and I know at Gambix IT, you use AI for what sort of the stuff that you do. And, and of course, we'll get to that in a second. Um, but first, I'd really like, I'm just curious, how did you get to be doing what you're doing today? Sure. And uh, I'm glad that you asked. I always kind of knew uh, ever since that I was young that I really wanted to be in the field of IT technology in general. I was always fascinated with IT. I actually grew up watching a lot of keynotes, Microsoft keynotes, Sony keynotes. And I used to watch a lot of these CEOs like take the stage and really have like the stage presence of the and the total command of over the audience and just wowing everybody. And that wow factor is what always made me realize like this is a field that I want to be in. 
And I used to always envision myself on one of these stages someday, giving my own keynote. And that's really what helped me also get over the fear of public speaking, because I was just always so fascinated by the keynote speakers. I knew that I was going to have to get in front of large, uh, large audiences of people and really wow them. So when it came to like my love for technology, I knew that I, this is where I want to be. And I was really excited when it came to the possibilities of just being able to create something from nothing. And that's pretty much how Gambix was born. It was actually the brainchild of a company that we formerly had called Razak Studios, which was built solely on application development. And of course, uh, around the same premise and concept of creating something from nothing, creating something from scratch, building these applications, and then launching them onto the world. Gambix goes like in the same path, but then expands it because we believe at Gambix, we don't just build apps or websites. We can build anything that you can think of. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. So really it's like as in, in, in your early kind of formidable years, I guess, so to speak, um, really seeing all of these like IT tech CEOs give these keynotes really just inspired you to sort of want to do that as well. And and I'm curious, have you given any speeches? Have you given any kind of like mini keynotes? I haven't. I gave my commencement speech at graduation in high school. Oh, okay. Um, but I think that was as close as I got to it so far. But I love public speaking and I'm looking to do more of it. Great, great. And and what what do you think has been some of the things that you've learned about like that nervousness about public speaking? And <clears throat> the reason why I ask is that I don't know, almost every entrepreneur I've ever talked to, and I've talked to a lot of them, has this fear of pitching in front of a group of people. And, you know, over time, pitching is what we do. I mean, we have to figure out, like you said, create something from nothing, but we have to convince people to put money into it, which, you know, is sometimes a leap of faith, right? So have you found anything that has helped you with that public speaking part? Sure, absolutely. And it's probably totally unrelated. Um, I do music production as my side hobby. Oh. Um, so when I'm not in the business suit and working on my passion project and Gambix and all my entrepreneurial pursuits, yeah, I'm actually producing a, a lot of music for, for artists oh, cool. in my local uh, music scene. And I think that's what really has helped me to get over that fear that you speak of, because it's always presentation. I have to give somebody a, a compilation of what I've put together, and they have to approve it and put lyrics to it and then go perform it so that it all comes together. And when it comes to pitching, you know, you have to convince somebody, you have to be persuasive and say, hey, here's my idea, or here's what I'm bringing to the table. Invest in, in what I'm bringing to the table. You can't ever be cured of nervousness. We're all going to be nervous to a certain extent. I think the way that you overcome that nervousness is that you prepare. You prepare, you prepare, you prepare. You do a whole lot of preparation, and then you add some charisma. If you're super prepared and you have some oh. charisma, you just go out there, face the challenge, and whatever comes, you give like it your that. best shot. I like the... Prepare with charisma. Huh. That's a pretty good way to think about it. I mean, so what kind of music is it that you make? I actually don't have a specific genre that I produce for. Um, I've produced a lot of pop music before, a lot of rock and roll. I'd say maybe in the earlier part of the 2000s, I did uh, a lot of rock and roll production, even when I was really young, considering my age. Um, Hip hop, R&B. And also, I've been experimenting with country a little bit. Country, but yeah, I've actually been experimenting with country a little I bit. I love I can it. Play the guitar, so oh, great! Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> no, no, you know, you know what's super funny? I mean, you know, we're we're doing the whole COVID, you know, pandemic shelter in place stuff, right? And <clears throat> the other day, I was looking at, uh, I think it was some sort of like what genre was downloaded of music the most. And it turns out country people for really? whatever reason, yeah, are really into country music now. And I can't figure out why. I mean, I'm, you know, I have family in Kansas, southeastern Kansas, family all down in the south, you know, and they all listen to country. And I'm, you know, my fiance Minerva likes country. And there's some really good acts um, that are really, really interesting. But 
you know, the other day we were talking about it and her brother <laughs> likes country too. And I'm all, what are all these people with country? So what, what, what attracted, I mean, why are you want to dabble in country? Uh, well, I play the guitar, so I, I get to sit in a lot of the sessions. Maryland is funny because uh, it's kind of like a blues state. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and there's a lot of folk music out here as well. So I get to sit in on some sessions where um, somebody will say, hey, you know, I know that you produce electronically, but can you sit in on a session and just, you know, play the guitar for me? I'll give you X amount of dollars. And I'm just like, well, I can't turn down the money. So, yeah, sure. And sometimes it'll be somebody working on a, a country music project or somebody working on a blues project. And I'm just like, oh, this is, this is cool. It's different. So why not? Hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I'd be super curious to catch up with you <laughs> as the country music stuff expands just because, again, I found it so interesting that, and that was the only one that saw an uptick. I think every other genre was sort of flatter down. I mean, even podcasting, everyone's like, oh, people listen to podcasts because they're, you know, they're home, shelter in place. Uh, not so much. I mean, they're starting to more and more, but interesting. So the music, I mean, I find that really fascinating. Do, so do you think the um, not only the music and production to help you with public speaking, but do you think that the music production and just creating music helps you be an entrepreneur? Oh, I would absolutely say that. It all comes down to the same premise. Create something from scratch. Create something from nothing. You take these tools that you're given um, in music production, whether that's a DAW like Reason, which is the one that I use a lot, and you take what you're given and you make something out of it. You got to expand your creativity. That might mean that you start dabbling with a couple of sounds. You might start dabbling with a couple of different instruments, but then you, you try to think of a melody and then you add drums, and then you add the hi-hats. You go all over the place and start to arrange everything together. And I feel like in business, is the exact same thing. You take some of the tools that we have in um, Slack, for an example, and then you can pair that with project collaboration in GitHub or Bitbucket. And then you take these tools and start cross-collaborating with different teams and then you put something together based on what like the total goal is or what you're dreaming up. Hmm. That's actually a really good way to put it. I know I talked with someone else that uh, Richard actually, he, he created a company called uh, most recommended books. And he, uh, before he did that, he was actually made movies with his dad, which was kind of a pretty cool concept. I mean, you know, <clears throat> making movies seem super fun, right? But, you know, he, he told me there's lots of challenges with it. But similar thing, bringing people together, collaborating, creating something, and then literally they would go away and go do something else, which for him gave him a really good kind of sense that you got to do all these little projects. You got to kind of like keep up because, you know, you kind of don't know what's going to hit, right? I mean, none of us do. It would be a fallacy to think that we all have like the crystal ball, <laughs> you know, of like, oh, yeah, this will work. Wow, right. that's really cool, man. Like, I'm always fascinated by people who make music because, you know, I've always wanted to learn like how to play the guitar or the drums. And, and when I, even when I was a kid, I like played the saxophone, right? I was so bad at it. <laughs> I mean, just awful. <laughs> it was just, just like unbearable, right? Um, and the thing that would always just, just would drive me crazy is like the way I learn and think is different. And, like I'm more mathematical and I like models and, you know, patterns. And it was literally like a year ago, you know, I'm like thinking, why don't I like, God, why don't I can't learn an instrument, all this sort of stuff. And then I was like, someone was telling me about just music and how it all works. And then it finally snapped in my head that it's all math. And I'm like, how come no one told me this when I was a kid? Because I'd be like, oh, math, eights, sixteenths. I mean, I get all that, right? I get this, you right. know, the math is the math, right? And so now I may try to, you know, learn it again, but it was so tough, man. It was just such a, so I, I really, I mean, I'm kudos to you for, for, for keeping up with it and, and, and creating, you know, music. Cause I think music is one of those things that like everyone can, you know, everyone can relate to, you know, and it's, it's just a beautiful thing to be able to create something that people can enjoy. And ha have you seen how like, artificial intelligence has 
going to change music in, in one sense? I mean, have you seen any of those kind of inklings of what that may look like? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think artificial intelligence has been um, touching so many different areas of our lives in general. But when it comes to specifically music, and it's funny because I was talking to a gentleman, I think he studied at, um, I want to say that he was studying at Duke at the time. I believe that he wanted to do his master's program at -hmm. Columbia. Mm -hmm. But he was telling me, we had an interesting conversation. He was telling me, like, man, you can't imagine what AI would do for certain industries. And I was like, well, I mean, I read a lot of books by Michio Keiku. So, I mean, I kind of can imagine I do a lot of futuristic projections. And he was like, well, no, I'm telling you, for music production even, being able to use AI with synthesizers and just creating entire patterns just using artificial intelligence. And I believe that there is a company that's doing that now, actually, Mm -hmm. where they can create an entire, like, entire song strictly from AI. No, I've seen that. I've seen that, yeah. It's amazing. The sounds and everything, and they can randomly generate you a different song every single time with no repeats. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 pretty interesting how all that stuff's gonna impact the world. You know, <clears throat> excuse me. As you know, kind of part of my continuing education in the world, I've been playing a lot with machine learning just recently. Machine learning, natural language processing. Again, I've you know friends that are kind of working in the AI space. And I find it curious how you can quote unquote generate like content and music, but you can kind of tell that it's machine made sort of. And I don't know. I mean, do you think that that artists will just go away or do you think AI is going to enhance the art? Um, I really believe that right now as it stands, and I mean, I might change my opinion later on but i think right now as it stands that it's not good Hmm. for musicians okay or producers because you know producing is a craft and if you talk to like some producers that are i would say 30 or over maybe older than that maybe 40 or over they'll tell you man you guys these days have all this electronic stuff that like you says man this waters down the true sound of what music could sound like and you guys can't produce something like the temptations would have made back in their time because you guys just simply don't have all the same analog qualities that were out at that time. And I mean, of course I stand to be corrected because somebody on the internet will hear this and say, okay, no problem. I'll just go create it for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, show you that you're wrong. That's Claudius. the beauty. That's the beauty of the internet. Right. I mean, <laughs> like I, that's why we're entrepreneurs. We go create stuff, right? That's the way it goes. So. I really do think it's bad for the industry though. Hmm. I think a lot of people will be put out of business. Hmm. It's going to stifle a lot of the creativity um, from an individual aspect. And I think that a lot of artists that probably could show their personality won't get an opportunity really to do that. But like I said, I stand to be corrected Hmm. and my opinion may change. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. That's super. That's, you know, cause I was talking to this, the CEO of Z branding, this guy named, uh, Royo. Um, and he built a branding tool where it uses artificial intelligence to sort of get your design, your brand design kind of like somewhat close, right? Like the colors and the fonts and everything. And his his, his argument, which I love the way he put this, and I'm probably going to steal it from him. I'll give him credit. <laughs> but um, he said that design um, has two parts. So there's the creative creativity goes from zero to one and design goes from one to 10. And he felt that 70% of the thing is kind of the design part, the one to 10, which can kind of be automated. And he's like, but there's 30% that zero to one, the creativity that the something from nothing that only people could do. At least that was his, his argument. Um, And so I hope, I hope that, I mean, no offense. I hope he's right <laughs> and you're not right uh, because I really do think that AI will enhance how we work, I hope. I mean, that's that's my hope. So um, interesting though. I like your take on that. I think, I think, yeah, coming from the music industry because, you know, you got to worry about 
when it comes to artists even trying to make a living, it's really important that we have art in the world. Art, uh, yeah. art makes life, I think, worth living in some ways. You know, art relationships, like why are we working so hard? It's well to love people and enjoy the fruits of our labor, right? So interesting. So, so, so let's let's talk about Gambix IT because you guys are using AI in your in your company, and and how are you, how are you using AI in in, in Gambix IT? Uh, awesome. You know, um, at Gambix, we really have a really, really, really interesting IT department where we kind of take a lot of things from Google's playbook where we you can have these moonshots and you're not limited into what you want to create. So if somebody comes and they say, hey, you know what? I want to make a rocket ship like SpaceX but I want this rocket ship to go twice as fast and I want it to be powered on a specific type of cloud platform uh, with the engineers designing all the coordinates on a specific platform. We'll say, okay, cool, we'll do that. Somebody else will come and say, oh, I have this great idea for this custom eco-friendly lip gloss that I want to start selling. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, cool, we'll do that. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's really no limitations to what is a good idea when it comes to how Gambix ideology works. However, when it comes to artificial intelligence, we use a lot of artificial intelligence to actually help us to really expand on those things. Because we don't want to put limitations on things, we go beyond what the human limitations are. We don't want to say, okay, you can't create this specific website or you can't create this specific application or this type of business model. We just say if we can't, figure out a way to do it, then we'll use, like you said, different types of models to actually help us to see how it theoretically could be possible. And that's what artificial intelligence helps us do. Right now we're using it at the base level. And when I say the base level, in our company, that means that we're just using it for proprietary projects, such as our website design builder and our application uh, development projects. The application side of it is a little bit more tedious. So I, for the interest of time and for the listeners' uh, comfort, I think I'll just stick with the web design for right now. Yeah, it's good for me too. I, I need to keep it simple. Like my <laughs> my mind needs to absorb it all. Absolutely. So pretty much it's really simple what we do when it comes to web design. If you go on gambixit.com, you'll be able to select one of our packages. And we keep it simple, just two packages. You've got a standard model and you've got a model that also is like considered our pro model, but really it's no different from the standard model, only in the fact that you get like a really, really nice suite of e-commerce functionality, which I really believe is the best in the industry simply because I looked at Squarespace, I looked at Wix, I looked at um, like Weebly, and I really took what they did well, even Shopify. I took what they did well and I kind of amplified it. And I put AI into that to allow us to be able to create a lot of these websites in a short amount of time and also to customer specifications. So you said that you wanted to learn how to play the guitar, correct? Yeah. Uh So let's say that you went on to GambixIT.com. You want to create a website based on teaching people how to play the guitar. You would simply just click on one of the two packages, log into the builder, And you'd instantly have access to a website that would build itself right in front of your eyes. You'd say, hey, I want to create a online music store or online music academy or guitar lessons website. And right in front of you in about a span of maybe three minutes, an entire website dedicated to what you want to do will be created for you right in front of your face using artificial intelligence. Hmm. Wow. Let's unpack that one <laughs> a little bit. Uh, man. Um, wow. I have so many questions on this. So <laughs> it's astounding. It's astounding. Well, I love to give demos and just see the look on people's yeah, faces. Yeah. 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 No, it's really, that's really cool. I mean, cause, cause part, part of the thing that's really interesting about web development, especially modern web development is that so many people have so many great ideas and it's literally now almost to the point where you can build all these web apps and you can build all these uh, tools um, 
hopefully with like a no code approach, which sounds like sort of what you, you know, you guys are doing. Absolutely. Um, excuse me. Um, but it's kind of like, well, you know, adding all that, like, like the intent of the design. So as an example, like I have an, say I have an idea and I want to be able to use machine learning and artificial intelligence to, you know, analyze a website. Let's just say, for example, and I want, I go to you guys, I go, Hey, I got this idea. What I want to do is build a website where a user puts in a URL or puts in text, but let's start with a URL. <clears throat> it pulls the text out of the URL, analyzes it, and then says some information about it and displays it in a really pretty way, which is, there's a lot. There's, of course, there's the UX, the front end, there's the back end <clears throat> with the database and the login and all the machine learning and artificial intelligence stuff like, you know, Amazon or Google or whatever. Um, so can you guys handle stuff like that? Or is that a little more custom? Sure. And this is where I'll have to give the salute to my CEO, Julian Patton. He really thought this through when we were creating this product and when we were looking into expanding it. And still we're expanding a lot of the offerings that we do have as well within this structure. And he said the exact same thing. He said, well, how can we do enterprise level activities? Like say if HP came to us and said, hey, you know, you guys need to be the ones to design our new site. We don't want it as simple as just putting in information and, and coming up with something robust on the front end because we already know what we want to do. We already have an image, a brand and everything that we wanted to utilize. And we have like a design schema that we yeah. specifically want. Exactly. We don't want to randomize it. Right. We have the structure in place where we can simply take that, use artificial intelligence to still shorten the time of development to almost a ridiculous amount of time. It's crazy because I'd say that a good web developer could get like a really big project like that done in the span of maybe, I don't know, the duration of about three months mm -hmm. when it comes to like advanced specifications and every single thing, including SEO, mm -hmm. on-page SEO and stuff like that. We can do that utilizing the tools that we have in the span of just two weeks. And it's wow. ridiculous yeah, that's quick. how much time we can actually save. Yeah. Wow. But it does allow for those custom features that you mentioned where we can handle enterprise level activity in big, big corporations like Fortune 500 companies. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. What, what, what's the technology? <clears throat> I know. Let me, let me back up. So, well, I mean, what's your, what's your web framework? What's the technology, you know, do you use node? Is it like, how, how, how is it proprietary? I'm just so, so curious on, on how all this stuff works, because again, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm trying to learn a little bit about machine learning and stuff. Cause I think for marketing and other activities, um, I think it's going to be a net positive in terms of how people will be able to, you know, amplify and accelerate creativity. Like that's for me, like that's my, my thing. So I'm just curious, what, what do you, tell me a little bit about the tech stack if you don't mind. Sure. Actually, we cannot go into too much detail about the tech stack just because we utilize a lot of proprietary stuff that we still have like legal things going on with. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not even at liberty to speak on it. If maybe this was an interview with our CEO, mm -hmm. I would say that probably he maybe would be better uh, equipped to handle these type of questions. I being the CTO and under some uh, some interesting contractual agreements, mm -hmm. I can't speak on it as of right now. Okay. But I would say that you know once everything gets cleared up, I would more than gladly like love to go into detail about all this stuff because it's amazing and I feel like a lot of other people could benefit from. Um, utilizing this same type of information in their businesses and in their industries. Yeah, totally. No, I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that because, I mean, I'm just like a super nerd at heart. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, you and me both. How does this you all work? Because <laughs> again, we, we I mean, might have to, we might have to get on a separate call. I think so, a non-recorded call <laughs> for sure. Well, because like I have, this is the thing, and this is why I find this super interesting. Um, you know, I have lots of ideas, right? And some of them are good. Most of them are bad, but I would love nothing more than to have a way to test them. 
and test them in a way that's not like super onerous is going to take me months and thousands of dollars worth of development costs. Because again, I don't know what design or idea is going to hit, right? I mean, I kind of have an idea and if, if it's curious and interesting to me, of course, I'm going to do that. But, you know, but like what you guys are doing, if, if there is a way to like build, you know, SaaS type tools with certain features, of course, that can, that, that have, that can be like pulled together, you know, relatively quickly. Um, that I think is way cool because then, then you can kind of experiment and have a really tight loop on what's going to work and what doesn't work. Cause I mean, a lot of times, you know, when it comes to, you know, businesses, ideas, technology, entrepreneurship, I mean, if, if it takes like a year or two to build something, the world's gone by, you know, like, it, it, you know what I mean? You know, it's, it's just like a silly, not silly. It, that's not the right word. Just it, like the, the world moves pretty fast. And if you don't like, keep up, you know, no, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. And I was going to say like, to your point, rapid iteration, uh, rapid iteration is like one of the most, unique things about artificial intelligence as a whole and why it's so beneficial because like you said you can almost split test websites yeah using uh yeah. gambix's platform in like a fraction of a not even a fraction of a second that's being a little too optimistic <laughs> but um well i like that you're like optimistic the time that it takes is ridiculous yeah. it's ridiculous like the, the stuff that you can do yeah yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. to your point yeah like instead of waiting a whole year and you know, everybody on Kickstarter is kind of like, okay, when is it coming out? We've been waiting in beta for like three months now. You could turn that three months into like a week. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and I think that's powerful. I mean, that that I think is the huge benefit to machine learning, AI, automation, all of these things that really the most important thing is is to get something that's like people can look at and feel and touch, you know? Like I said, I mean, I actually have a couple of ideas that I really do want to prototype. You know, I'm working on a new book about marketing and storytelling, and I'm going to use machine learning to analyze some of the data and sort of make decisions. And there's like all these, there's like tools around that that I want to build. Like I know that it may, you know, it, it's sort of my, you know, interest and hobby. And, and I know that if, if I can build these sort of heuristics and tools around how to tell better stories through your marketing and your copy and your brand and like evaluating good, what good story is for all these things, it's just going to help people be more creative. So instead of worrying about X, Y, Z, you know, the format and this, and do we really get the message right? You just, you know, you got the message right because we analyzed it. We used the tools available and rolled it all in and said, yeah, of course. Yeah. You're consistent and stuff. So yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm super fascinated by this because I, I really think that you're on to something because it's just the development cycles are too long, man. And like, why do I have to be a, you know, software engineer to get my idea to market? Why do I have to pay so much money to do this? I mean, exactly. I don't mind paying a little bit of money, right? I mean, again, like, service is a service, you know, it's fine. And that's great. But even like, if you're going to, like, I just move as an example, I just moved the entrepreneur ethos kind of website for the podcast to ghost.io, which is a kind of a content management system, um, built for just creating and it's kind of, kind of simple and easy and, you know, a lot less complicated than what world WordPress, right? Cause I, I'm a big WordPress guy and, yeah, it's just like, I don't want to have to get, I don't want the technology to get in the way. So how do you guys like think about that? Because it may be, there's probably going to be some challenges to make it super, you know, flexible. And and you're absolutely right. Like to get into that point where you're talking about, and that's like the long-term vision of our company. You know, our whole goal is you dream it, we build it. Whatever you can think of, we want to be able to bring it to life and with simplicity. I was in the same position as you. And you know, a lot of people might not agree with this, what I'm gonna say, um, but the whole Apple Watch concept, I thought of that concept almost, I'm pretty sure er earlier than Apple did. Like I'm pretty <laughs> sure. And they'll probably deny that. They'll be like, there's no way, dude. But 
I trust me, I did. Yeah, well, I, mean, I went to the University of Maryland and I tried to pitch them on this idea. Yeah. And I had some alumni that were helping me. Yeah. And they were like, oh, this is a great idea. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. this is, people do want to wear something like this on their wrist. Uh-huh. And I had other people that laughed at me, of course. They were like, nobody wants to wear a phone on their wrist with all these apps and everything like well, that. I mean, it's a waste of your time. You know, Dick Tracy did. You <laughs> wanted it. You know, that old comic. Of course, yeah. Like, we, when we look back in history, like, yeah. tons of movies and, our favorite cartoons had this type of technology, but it just wasn't as commercialized as the Apple Watch. And I was like, well, I want to put it out here. And this was, I'm talking about many years ago. And I was like, how can I do this? So I set on a journey to try and build it myself when I didn't get the money from the University of Maryland. And I started trying to figure out how to prototype it. I'm calling people at the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, and in their engineering department. And I'm like, I need some engineers to help me build like this idea and we're like itemizing uh, micro projectors and uh, microprocessors and trying to put this whole thing together and uh, OLED screens when they were like in their infancy and even thinking about curving the screen before that was even really a thing too. And I was like, well, I know that, you know, if the screen curved a certain way that it would look better on the wrist and it probably would be easier if we could mold it somehow. And we're trying to think of all these ways and then the expenses, it was going to cost us like a thousand dollars and like to produce each one of these bands that we had came up with and the watch on the wrist to make it work correctly. I was like, yeah, this is not going to work. <laughs> and then it brings me back to what you said, like, why is prototyping so hard? Yeah. I mean, there's tools out there now that kind of make it a little bit easier, but it's still not as simple as I want to go do this. Somebody can make my life so simple that I could build it, rapidly test it, and see if it's a good idea or not right then and there without spending an arm and a leg and all my time and having to be a technical genius to be able to figure this out. Yeah. And that's what we're really trying to do. Yeah. And I think that's a great goal. And it's a noble pursuit. Um, Part of the reason I think it's a noble pursuit and something that more people should do is that, you know, when it comes to entrepreneurship, business, um, you know, it really should be open to everyone and not just technical people, not just people of certain demographics, not just, you know, tall white guys that have money. I mean, everyone should be able to participate. And the only way that happens is there's a couple of things. One, access to the technology that can build these ideas, right? Two, <clears throat> you know, having the attitude that we're all in it together and that if we want to build a more ethical, inclusive and resilient world, everyone needs to participate given the opportunity. Like the opportunity has to be there. Yeah, the outcomes may be a little different, but like the opportunity, the more times at bat, the more successful you'll be. It's just the way the law of numbers, it's mathematics. It just works that way. And I think tools like this are really important because let's just say you're someone that has an idea, but you don't have the money to implement the technology, which is pretty much one of the biggest barriers is like, hey, I've got this great idea. I would love to prototype it, but I don't have any money, right? So if you can get it to the point where the money is not a quote unquote issue so much, then you get better ideas and you get more ideas and you get more more people having opportunity and at bat. So how do you think this is going to evolve to to sort of, let you know, well, yeah, how do you think it's going to evolve to make it like easier for people? Do, do, where do you see that going in the next, say, three to five years? Absolutely. Um, I think that I can't say that we have all the answers, but I think that we're going to really expand to a lot of people. And once a lot of people understand like how everything comes together, like how me and you just had this conversation and the vision of where things are trying to go, I think a lot of people will find the concept interesting and say, well, you know what? That's an idea. That's a company that I can buy into. That's a company that I feel like is pushing the envelope to try and bring life to a lot of people who wouldn't necessarily have, like you said, access to these resources. And it's not simply for just economic disparity or as simple as, you know, racial disparity or anything like that. It's just a simple fact that, like you said, I mean, 
not everybody's an engineer. Yeah. And not everybody has the big money to go spend on a prototype. Nobody has $50,000 just laying around and saying, I'm just going to go take a flyer on my idea with this $50,000. And I'm fine with that. That keeps some people up at night. Yeah. You know, no, even even if you do have the money to do it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it's I don't not going to go as far as you think. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't got 50 grand laying around and just throw it something like that. No, totally. Like, man, I just find this so interesting that, that it's like. But that's what we really want to do, though. Yeah. Like, that's what we really want to do. We want to open this up to a lot of people and say, hey, look, this is the Gambix platform. Buy into this. Build on top of this. Create your dreams share it with the world and and help us to you know broaden the ecosystem like jerry you create your tools share your tools create your own business structure within our structure and and do your own thing be your own boss yeah but use our technology to your advantage yeah 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 no i mean it's it i think it's this whole democratizing design democratizing technology movement i mean it just gets better and better i think like you know wordpress sort of did it with blogs now ghost io is doing it to kind of enhance it at a different level canva's doing it for design i mean i don't know if you've used canva before but boy oh, of course yeah i love, I love man is that canva. a great tool i i They're can't awesome. i can't i cannot fathom how they how well they did on that <laughs> it just boggles my mind because i'm not a very you know i'm not a designer or anything but man i just need a simple little you know, banner thing or an ad or something for a client. I don't want to like have to go buy Adobe, all that stuff and like work. I mean, I just need something. I wouldn't call it quick and dirty because I think that's a bad way to do it. But, you know, quick and professional. I mean, it looks great. Like I, every time I put a blog post up with the, um, you know, a guest and I have the picture and, you know, the whole thing. I mean, that's all done on Canva. And it's like, I have a template and just like, boom, 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 boom. Like I, I'm so efficient. <laughs> it's just great. I'm, I'm like super impressed. Anyway, I could, can't rave more about them. So, um, so how, but so it sounds like this is, I mean, a lot of, a lot of work, a lot of stuff to do. Um, how, how do you kind of, how, what's your day to day like? How, how do you kind of manage all this? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Um, because I feel like my, my own mother has been asking me that like for a while now. How do you do it all? Um, I literally have a great morning routine. And I feel like a lot of people who are successful in life have a go-to morning ritual or maybe even an evening ritual that they do. Um, first things first is that I make sure that I try to go to sleep at a reasonable time. So I'm really not a night out. I don't stay up to all odd hours of the night. And even sometimes when I, I do, because of course, sometimes you go on vacation and yeah, you know. You're just having fun on vacation. But typically, I try to go to bed at a reasonable time. I always make sure that I sleep at least eight and a half hours, sometimes even more, sometimes nine and a half hours. Oh, wow. And if I can't get that sleep straight, I will always make sure that I take a power nap of uh, at the ideal length, which is about 90 minutes. Wow. Okay. So no matter what, even if I slept for seven hours or six hours, I'll take two naps to make up to get to that nine hour, um, like, point and i need that for like i say optimal brain function and because i know that sleep is such an important thing and a lot of times i tell people too if you can and you know the one of the first things that you really should invest in is a, in a good mattress your sleep has got to be one of the things that you do actually spend money on because you spend so much time sleeping that a mattress a really good mattress and a good you know sleep environment is an, a worthy investment Hmm. Um, also I would say that the first thing I do when I wake up, of course, is that, um, I mean, everybody has their own faith that they believe in. Mm -hmm. I have my own faith and spiritual practices that I engage in as well. So I make sure that I take care of my spiritual essence, um, first, and I spend about 10 minutes every single morning doing that. And then of course I, you know, shower, brush my teeth. And then I also do a round of stretching in the morning too, um, just to keep me loose and functional throughout the day. I drink water. Uh, they do say that there's a study on that that says that drinking water in the morning is very good for you. So I do have water by my bed uh, that I do drink in the morning as well. 
Um, and I never skip breakfast. I love breakfast. I love, <laughs> I love, I love breakfast. I used to miss school, the school bus. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a funny thing. I used to miss the school bus. And my mom used to get really mad about that. She was like, why did you miss the school bus? And I was like, well, because my food was in the microwave and <laughs> it, it just didn't like finish in time. <laughs> I love that. And I would tell my teachers the same thing. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm late. I, you know, I'm like halfway through first period. Wow. I'm so sorry. Wow. But yeah, I had to eat breakfast. Wow. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So there's the morning. So then is there a routine like during the workday? I mean, how do you, how do you handle the, the workload? Sure. Absolutely. And um, some of these productivity hacks, um, feel free to steal. <laughs> okay. Um, I will give you credit <laughs> if I steal them. <laughs> I keep everything organized in a, in a planner. So oh. I think a planner is also a really good investment as well. It's 15 to what, 30 bucks. Yeah. You can get it at um, Amazon or five below. A planner is like your best friend. I set all my goals for the day, usually the night before. So oh. we can go into like my evening ritual when it comes to that as well. So my plan already has like my whole detailed itinerary, any very important meetings, phone calls, and scheduled Zoom calls or interviews or stuff like that throughout the throughout the day is already labeled on my calendar. And I also have a hierarchical structure to it where I order things by what I would call my order of importance. Hmm. So I know that I may have some phone calls to make later on in the day, but I know for a fact that we have a very important client that may have been struggling with some issues. And because we offer like a very robust customer service experience where we are like always on call, I will handle that pressing issue the first thing. And make sure that I solve that issue for the customer the best way I can before I start proceeding to my other tasks for the day. And the interesting thing is that we also utilize tools like just our simple calendar. We didn't go out and buy an expensive calendar for Gambix. I mean, we have like things like our Thrive calendar and our Calendly accounts, Mm -hmm. but we have an internal calendar that we have just on our on our devices whether that's android or ios so we use that calendar across each device and i can look at the calendar right now and say hey julian has this meeting scheduled at this time claudius has this scheduled meeting at this time Claudius doing this at this time malik has this going on at this time and that really keeps me organized too because i know that okay julian's working on this project i don't have to worry about that and this coincides with that so I can really quickly compartmentalize everything that I need to do. Um, other than that, I drink green drinks, uh, I eat healthy because, you know, you can't have the energy that you need to perform unless you're really cleaning up your diet. Um, I drink plenty of water throughout the day. I got a Brita pitcher that I just bought um, a couple months ago. So I definitely make sure I drink my eight glasses every single day. Um, and I meditate. I oh, meditate. I, I make 10 minutes every single day. I would say around three to four o'clock, you can know that I'm going to switch off and I'm going to meditate. My nap time is ideally around 1 p.m. So you can't really reach me at 1 p.m. <laughs> Good to know. Make a note. Uh, Claudius is napping at 1 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> That's super cool. Like, Because one of the other guys I interviewed, this guy, uh, Marvin Liao, he's an um, investor. I met him at 500 Startups. And he... He, he naps too. He, he, he takes, he takes a, I think it's like an hour to an hour and a half nap as well. Um, for him, it lets him like clean his mind. Um, and you know, full disclosure, I also nap <laughs> when I can, but my, my naps are usually 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes. Oh, those are good too. Yeah. The 20 minute naps are definitely still good. Yeah. Um, I, just, just because like, if I don't sleep well, I have sleep apnea. So if my sleep apnea machine is not working right, it, it's a mess. So anyway, that's, but I'm glad that you sleep well, because I truly think that that's probably one of the biggest reasons people have health issues is because of lack of sleep. Other, I mean, there's other things, but boy, sleep, if, if you don't have that, it'll stress get, too. It'll, yeah. Stress and stress and lack of sleep is totally that. So. Wow. Well, Claudius, I, I really appreciate your time. This has been such a fascinating conversation. I am super interested to see how Gambix IT kind of changes the world because, I mean, I mean, it's a pretty good idea. <laughs> I mean, this is 
pretty cool. So looking forward to uh, seeing how it progresses. Oh, absolutely. And I, I would love to, you know, talk more about, you know, everything that we've got going on, maybe in some future episodes. And we were so thankful for you allowing me to come on and talk about it today. You know, I know a lot of your audience is probably really deriving a lot of great information from the shows that you do put on. Because I think that you really have an excellent show as well. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Stay safe and we'll be in touch. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur Ethos Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did creating it. My hope is that you learned something that can make you a little bit better. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do share it with friends and review it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also join my email list by visiting theentrepreneurethos.com to get my thoughts on what I'm doing to get better, as well as what I'm working on. You can also pick up my book, The Entrepreneur Ethos, if you want to learn the traits values, and beliefs that I think we need to build a more ethical, inclusive, and resilient entrepreneur, and frankly, world community. Feel free to follow me on Twitter at The Daily MBA, and let me know if you have any questions or recommendations for a guest you'd like me to talk to. Also, drop me a note if you try anything we talked about on this or any other episode. I'd love to hear what's working for you. Until next time, keep getting better. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. Our new investment product offers competitive returns, no maintenance fees, and flexible online access to your money. Make the reliable investment in reliable energy. The Dominion Energy Reliability Investment. To find out more, go online to reliabilityinvestment.com. That's reliabilityinvestment.com. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.